Welcome to another installment of uh, Everything NHL, the hockey segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with our hockey expert, James Kumar. Hey, what's up, man? What's up? So uh, this year, we're, I mean, this week, we're going to be um, previewing the uh, Pacific Division of the NHL. Um, we'll start with Fantasy, and then we'll move on to Standings. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds good. Let's hop into it. All right. So I guess we'll start with the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I feel like they're in more and more of a rebuild phase um, this season. But uh, who do you got for forwards? Yeah, they were, I think, one of the lowest scoring teams last year, if not the lowest scoring. So you're not going to find a lot when it comes to their forwards. I think the only three guys that you can trust to maybe cover different categories would be uh, Max Comtois, who was their leading scorer last year. He sort of had a breakout. I believe it was like his second or third season. So he seems to be their main playmaker. Um, I have Ryan Getzlaff there just because he's their captain. He's still their number one center technically. When he's in the lineup, he's on the top power play and he gets hits as well. So you might be able to find some value there, even though it might not be a lot. And then um, I have Ricard Raquel also. Um, just because he's been a proven goal scorer in the past. He just needs to sort of find that chemistry with line mates. If he can get that back, I feel like he can be a solid scorer. But I guess outside of that, other players sort of have to prove their worth. So those are the three forwards I have. For sure. And uh, who do you got for defense? Yeah, for defense, it's interesting as well. I got Cam Fowler here just because he's been the more uh, offensive guy in terms of this blue line. I feel like that he... Um, his points have sort of been up and down over the years, but he's been the guy that's mostly been getting the scoring for them. So I feel like if you draft him as maybe your, your fifth defenseman or something, like it doesn't hurt. Um, he's going to put up some stats for you. Um, obviously the plus minus is going to be an issue with most of the players on this team. But other than that, the category coverage might be decent. And then I put Kevin Shattenkirk here because I think they had him on the power play a lot of last year. Sometimes even the top unit, he is on the older side, but um, as long as um, you're getting power play opportunities, you're going to be able to score. He's another one of those defensemen you can just put on the end of your bench and I guess hope that he produces. Sure. And uh, what do you think about their goalies? Yeah, John Gibson's always been one of the top goalies in the league, but in terms of fantasy, it's going to be really tough just because this Anaheim team isn't very good in front of him. So although he might be a good goalie, the stats are not going to show it. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of wins or shutouts. And then the averages might be middle of the road. So you can probably draft him just outside the top 20 goalies. He might be like your third goalie, but I wouldn't trust him for anything more than that until this Anaheim team around him gets better. And then Anthony Stolarz, he's just a guy that, you know, he's going to be on the waiver wire most likely. You pick him up for maybe a bad matchup or a matchup you think, oh, Anaheim's at home and they're playing a, a bad team. Maybe you can get the win, that kind of thing. But else, yeah, I wouldn't draft him. All right. And I guess, what do you think about the rookies on this team? Yeah, rookies are really solid. We saw them a little bit last year, but I believe both of them are still technically rookies. We have Trevor Zagris, center um, for this team. Uh, he should see a bigger role this coming season. He pretty much lit it up in every league that he's been in, whether it's junior or the American Hockey League. So I guess coming to the NHL, he's got to prove his worth. But then I, I guess other than that, he should be really solid. One of the favorites for, to win Rookie of the Year. So definitely take a look at him. 
Uh, and then I have Jamie Drysdale, defenseman here. He should see a bigger role. He might steal some of that power play time from guys like Fowler and Shattenkirk. So just watch out for that. You put him on a watch list. Um, I guess in most leagues, he's probably going to be drafted actually this year. Um, so just keep an eye on him for that. He's another one of those guys. Throw him at the end of your bench. And he really could become a top producer by the end of the year. I guess with the rookies for Anaheim, um, they might be one of the rookies that end up, I guess, having um, a bigger role than most teams. Yeah, there's probably other rookies for this team too. Obviously, I didn't include all of them, just showing one or two for each team. But yeah, like I said, uh, for Anaheim, you might see a lot more rookies step up. For sure. And I guess uh, we can move on to the Calgary Flames. And uh, what do you think about their forwards? All right, we'll start with their forwards. They have some pretty solid options here. Start with Elias Lindholm. He really had a breakout season for them. He actually became, I think, their top center uh, over Sean Monaghan, who I also have here. Um, Elias Lindholm is probably their best scorer outside of the third guy there, Johnny Gaudreau. So those three guys should be the main guys you're looking at. Um, obviously, Johnny Gaudreau, you're going to get more points from. Elias Lindholm, uh, I guess the category coverage, there's a possibility it could be better. Um, it just depends. I'd say they're both around the same. Maybe Johnny Gaudreau is going to go earlier because of his pedigree. Then Sean Monaghan, he's only center eligible, so he might go later in the draft. So um, <clears throat> he did have a rough year last year, but if he bounces back, he could be a nice late steal for you. Uh, Matthew Kachuk's the best category coverage player on this team. He won't get as many points as Lindholm and Gaudreau most likely, but he's more likely to finish as a higher fantasy option just because of that coverage, getting hits, playing on the power play, plus minus all that stuff. Um, and then two other guys here. I put Blake Coleman. He's another one of those guys that gets a lot of hits and stuff. He came from cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. It looks like he's going to have a big role here in Calgary. He got paid a lot of money, so I'll definitely look for him to be fantasy relevant. And then Andrew Majapani was playing with Elias Lindholm last year for a lot of the year, and he was really solid. So he's one of those late uh, wingers that could, you know, maybe have a breakout. So you definitely want to take a look at him. So those are probably the top six forwards for, for Calgary this year. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their defense? Yeah, obviously, um, their defense, they won't have Mark Giordano this year, obviously, but they still have some solid defensemen. Uh, Rasmus Anderson was their top power play guy. Uh, he's probably their most productive scorer as well. So I guess if you're looking for a defenseman from this team, he'd be a good option to look at. I have Noah Hannafin here just because his plus minus is usually really solid. He gets hits and he, he does a lot of the, the other things in terms of category coverage. So you might want to look at him. And then Nikita Zadorov is pretty much just you're drafting him for hits. If you're playing in a hits league, you're just drafting him for that. Um, I guess you kind of got to see what his role is too. Maybe don't draft him. Maybe just grab him off the waiver wire if you need a guy for hits. But other than that, I think um, that's it for Calgary defense. For sure. And uh, what about their goalies? Yeah, their goalies are interesting. Uh, Jacob Markstrom. I know he struggled a little bit last year, um, but he should be really solid this year. Probably take him as like a top 20 goalie, most likely. Um, he's one of those guys, if you take him as your second goalie, he could turn out to be more valuable than that. So definitely, you know, take a swing at him. Um, I think, uh, you know, Calgary's, uh, I guess, team as a whole should be healthier and, and better this year. So I definitely like the appeal with him. And then uh, their backup, Dan Vladar, it's his first time having a full-time NHL gig. So he probably should be undrafted and you just pick him up off the waiver wire for special matchups. For sure. And uh, what do you think about the rookies? 
Yeah, the rookies are interesting here. I have Connor Zari. He's a forward for this team. I believe he was drafted a couple years ago. There's a chance he makes this lineup, and if he does, he is going to be really solid. Like he'll probably start on maybe the third line or something and try and work his way up. Um, I also have Connor Mackey. He's going to play defense for this team. I believe he saw a handful of games last year. He should still be a rookie. Um, if he sort of rises up this depth chart, he could be an interesting look as well. So those are just two guys that I might want to look at. Probably don't draft either of them. Maybe put them on a watch list or something and just keep an eye on them. For sure. Uh, it looks like Calgary is going to be a good team to, I guess, draft some offense from. Yeah, they've always been very offensive. We just got to see how much defense they can play. And I guess if the, the team can come together as a whole. For sure. And I guess we can move on to the Edmonton Oilers and another um, offensive team. What do you think about their forwards? Yeah, their forward group is probably one of the the most top-notch, especially when you have probably two of the best fantasy forwards, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Obviously, McDavid should be the first player off the board in pretty much every format, whether it's a points league, whether it's categories, whatever it is, you got to be drafting this guy really early if you have the first overall pick don't hesitate he's your guy um leon dry he's a top five pick um he's going around where guys like mckinnon matthews kutrov are going he's he's worth it he's been the second best point scorer over the past three seasons next to connor mcdavid so he's definitely worth um an early draft pick um you got zach hyman um he came from toronto obviously last year he was known for his category coverage and being able to play with top line players so he's either going to be playing with leon drysettle or connor mcdavid so you definitely want that top or second line exposure from him definitely a must draft also ryan nugent hopkins um he's going to be exposed to the top two forwards as well whether it's on the power play which nugent hopkins has been really good on whether it's the first line second line whatever uh, he's another must add. I believe he also has wing eligibility too. So uh, he can play center or wing, which is really solid. Um, Jesse Pugliarvi and Kyler, Kyler Yamamoto are the other two that should make up this top six. They're both uh, younger forwards that should keep taking steps forward. Um, if you need scoring wings, definitely look at them just because they're going to be playing with these high-end forwards in McDavid and Dreisaitl. So the exposure is definitely going to be there. Pooley RV was great for like shots last year and stuff like that. Yamamoto got a, a lot of points, uh, I guess, playing with uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl. So definitely the top six for the Oilers, they all should be on teams in standard leagues. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their defense? Yeah, their defense was very productive last year. Tyson Berry, I know he had a down year with Toronto after coming from Colorado. He went to Edmonton on a one-year contract and he was like a top five scoring defenseman in the league. So he decided to resign with the Oilers. He's back there for another year. He should be that top guy on the top power play, playing with those big guns, like I mentioned, that high-end exposure. He's going to probably be a top 10 scoring defenseman, so that's probably where you want to take him in fantasy. Uh, Darnell Nurse might be the overall better category coverage defenseman just because he's always one of the top defensemen in hits. He'll take a lot of shots as well. He's really good on the defensive side as well, so his plus minus will be really solid. Um, I guess both of them should be going among the top 15 defensemen for sure. Um, and then I put Duncan Keith here. Obviously, he's a almost a lifelong Chicago Blackhawk. He won three Stanley Cups with them. Um, coming to the Oilers, uh, he might have an increased offensive role, even though he's on the older side. And I guess just the exposure might make him an interesting draft pick maybe late in the draft. So that's what I have for defense. 
For sure. And uh, what do you think about their goalies? Yeah, their goalies are sort of on the older end. I believe both of them are 33 and older. So um, Mike Smith, obviously one of the top fantasy goalies last year. People don't seem to want to draft him early. I think currently in drafts, you can actually get him as your third goalie. And I believe he was a top 10 goalie uh, last year in fantasy in terms of stats. So if you're getting a top 10 goalie from last year as your third goalie, just because people are scared of his age, I think that's a discount for me. I'm going ahead and just drafting him everywhere I can. Um, And then uh, in terms of um, Koskinen, um, yeah, he sort of had a rough year last year. Uh, He's one of those guys that could be your third goalie as well, just because he plays for the Oilers. So there's a chance he's going to get wins. Um, yeah, probably both of them. Um, Smith would be okay as a second goalie and then maybe Koskinen as like a third goalie. If you own the pair, um, you're going to have to expect that the Oilers will be really good this year, which they should be. But um, yeah, maybe um, just see which one that you can draft. Uh, I would prefer Smith, obviously. For sure. And uh, what do you think about the rookies? All right, for rookies, I have a couple of guys. I put Evan Bouchard here. I'm not 100% sure if he's rookie eligible, but he should be. Um, he's an up-and-coming defenseman for this team. Obviously, um, with guys getting traded out, like Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear, uh, there might be a, an opening for Bouchard. He's a high-end defenseman draft pick. He might end up on your radar maybe further into the season, so definitely keep an eye on that. And then I have Dylan Holloway. Obviously, news came out that he... Um, is going to have surgery. He's going to miss the first three months of the season, but he's the top forward prospect coming in for this team. So if he sort of cracks the lineup mid-year and he finds himself on a line with either Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, he'll definitely be a must pickup. So he's another guy you got to put on your watch list. Yeah, it looks like this entire team, forwards, defense, goalies, and rookies, you can probably take a player from any of those. Yeah, well, the Oilers are one of the higher scoring teams in the league. They're usually in the top 10 mostly because of McDavid and Dreisaitl. Goaltending, obviously, you take them at your risk just because um, higher scoring games means there's a chance they allow more goals. Obviously, Smith was the exception to that. I believe he was like 39 last year, and he was playing like a 29-year-old. So, I mean, yeah, he was just really solid. Um, We'll have to see if he sort of translates that into this coming season. But, yeah, the Oilers are definitely a good team to target for fantasy. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to the LA Kings. Um, What do you think about their forwards? Yeah, we'll start with their forwards. Um, I have Anze Kopitar. He's been their best scoring forward for the last 10 or so years. uh, And he definitely should be this year. Uh, He's their top center. Um, He's pretty much out there in every situation. So he's going to get most of the points for this team. I have Alex Ayafalo and Adrian Kempe just because they're usually wings on either his line or the second line. So they're going to get exposure. They're going to play on the power play as well. So um, they were productive last year. Uh, I can't remember which one had the higher amount of points, but they both should be drafted probably near the end of drafts and uh, as breakout possibilities. Um, I have Dustin Brown here just because of his category coverage. He gets a lot of hits and a lot of shots. So he fills those kind of categories that some other players might not. So you throw him at the end of your lineup and you can put him in uh, in good matchups. His plus minus is not even as bad considering he plays for the Kings, a team that had been pretty bad over the last couple of years. Um, I have Victor Arvidsson here. He comes in a trade from Nashville looking to bounce back. He's a former 30 goal scorer for the Predators. Um, if he gets put on a top line with Kopitar, or even if he finds himself on the top power play, which he should, he stands in front of the net. 
Uh, he's going to get goals. Um, he's going to get hits. He's one of those guys in fantasy that can definitely cover categories. So I like him. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the forwards. Uh, there's a few other young guys. There's Velarde and others. But uh, until they start getting top minutes and producing, I can't uh, put them on this list yet. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their defense? Yeah, defense right now, I just got to put Drew Doughty. He pretty much plays like 30 minutes a game. Uh, he's out there in every situation, power play, penalty kill. He's the main guy that's producing. A lot of these other defensemen just really don't put up a lot of points. Uh, LA is one of the lower scoring teams in the league. Uh, not as bad as Anaheim, but they are near the bottom there. Uh, it's just really tough to trust anyone outside of Drew Doughty right now. For sure. And I guess, uh, what do you think about their goalie situation? Yeah, their goalie situation is pretty interesting. Obviously, Jonathan Quick's been their starter for a lot of years, but it looks like Cal Peterson sort of passed him on the depth chart to sort of be that starter. They're probably going to still split starts for the most part. Um, you got to sort of trust them in good matchups. They're Probably both of them could be drafted as third goalies. Peterson more, though. Um, Quick might be a waiver wire type guy. I guess it just depends on how deep your league is. Their guys, um, yeah, when they're at home and they play a good matchup, you definitely want to be starting. Other than that, it's really tough to project how good they're going to be this season. And uh, what do you think about the rookies? Yeah, so for rookies here, uh, there's a lot to choose from. Actually, I just went with one forward, one defenseman. Obviously, Quinton Byfield should make this team this year. He should be the third line center for this team. Uh, he's set former second overall pick, obviously. Um, He's one. He's going to be one of the guys in the running for rookie of the year. Uh, obviously, there's other uh, forwards that I could have mentioned, but I'd prefer to mention him. And then for defense, I know this might be a long shot, but if Brant Clark makes this lineup, I mean, he's big, he's physical, and he can score. So he might be another defenseman to look at for scoring from this team if he does make the lineup. I guess outside of Drew Doughty, you might be able to get something off him. There is a chance that he doesn't play this season, though, but uh, if he does, you definitely want to look out for him. I feel like the LA Kings are going to going to be kind of like a matchup team, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, especially when it comes to goalies. Um, for forwards, Kopitar is probably going to be your second center. So you're going to be rolling him in. Um, I, Arvidsson, Dustin Brown, they're more category specialist guys. And then if you're drafting Doughty, he's probably a top three defenseman for you. So you're definitely going to be starting him. But yeah. For sure. And I guess we can move on to um, San Jose. Uh, what do you think about their forwards? Yeah, so for their forwards, they have some guys here that will be scoring for them. They have Logan Couture, obviously, he's their captain. He plays center for them. Um, I know some people are just um, not big on him because he hasn't been healthy as recently, but when he is healthy, he's going to score. Uh, he's really solid. Um, I have Thomas Hurdle also. He's another one of their centers. He can play some wing as well. Um, he's going to be scoring for them as well. You definitely got to get him. Uh, it looks like Evander Kane is cleaning up his uh, sort of mess that's been going on outside of hockey. And if he does that, he should be ready to go for this season. So he's another guy uh, that's really solid for this team for fantasy. Obviously, he's on the power play. He's a goal scorer. He gets hits. He gets shots, everything. He's he's a guy that's really solid when it comes to fantasy categories. Um, I have Timo Meyer and Kevin LeBanc here. They play on the wing for this team, and they should have exposure to guys like Logan Couture and Evander Kane. So you definitely want to um, draft them, and it, either they're bench players or you start them at the wing. They should be pretty solid for you. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their uh, defense? 
Yeah, their defense is interesting. Both Brent Burns and Eric Carlson, uh, they've been top-level defensemen in the past. Obviously, A just caught up with them. I guess injuries, especially with Carlson, and I guess Burns kind of had a down year last year. They're both looking to bounce back. Um, I feel like they're, they're still being unfairly judged. I've seen them go really low in fantasy drafts. I still think you can take them as part of your top three defense on your team. Um, so maybe uh, take them in the, you know, the 20s or 30s. They should still be pretty solid because I feel like most of the scoring for the Sharks will be coming from their defense. That's why I have uh, Mario Ferraro and Mark Edward Vlasic. They're more deep league guys, but um, they should see some opportunities to get points. Ferraro was pretty valuable in leagues last year. Vlasic, um, it just depends, uh, I guess, which leagues you play and he might be valuable, but they're just all guys to look at for the Sharks. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their goalies? Yeah, two new goalies for them this year. Uh, James Reimer should be the starter for them. Obviously, he has been a starter before. Um, Aiden Hill's never been a starter. He just became a backup last season for the Coyotes. Um, it's really a tough goaltending tandem to trust, considering the defense in front of them is more offensive rather than defensive. So um, I, my guess is that Reimer is going to be drafted as like a third goalie and Aiden Hill's probably going to be on the waiver wire or it could be the other way around, just depending on who starts. Um, yeah, these are guys you pick them up for matchups or you start them on certain matchups. You don't start them every night. You're probably going to have similar results to what you had with guys like Devin Dubnik and Martin Jones last year. Um, they could surprise everyone, obviously. So I guess if you want to draft one of them, draft Reimer because he has more experience. Um, that's my only suggestion because we don't know who's going to get the starts. It's probably going to be split down the middle between these two. For sure. And uh, what do you think about the rookies? So um, on the subject of goalies, I have Alexi Melnichuk. Uh, he should be their next goalie in line. Obviously, if this goaltending tandem fails, he could be the guy that comes up and gets starting minutes for this team. So you definitely want to keep an eye on that. You know, maybe a goalie, if he comes in as and has a hot run, you might want to pick him up for fantasy, that kind of thing. So that's why I listed him. And then I listed Ryan Merkley. He's another defender uh, that could be coming in for this team and playing. Um, I guess right now they don't have a lot of rookies. So I just mentioned these two. You just got to keep an eye out for them, maybe on a watch list or something. Sounds good. And I guess we can... Um... Uh, move on to the newest team in the NHL right now, uh, Seattle Kraken, back after 100 years of not having a team. Uh, what do you think about their forwards? Yeah, so for Seattle, uh, for me, it was tough to project, I guess, who's going to be getting um, top line minutes because we haven't seen anything from them. Like for the Sharks, we know their top six is going to have Couture, Kane, Meyer, a hurdle, LeBanc, these kind of guys, right? But you don't know um, out of all the players Seattle picked who's going to be their, their top-line guys. We saw when Vegas came, and no one expected William Carlson to be their top center, and he just exploded. I think he had almost 50 goals that year or something. So we just really don't know. Um, right now for the top two centers, I have Alex Wenberg and Yanni Gord. Obviously, Gord will start the season on the injured reserve. So if you draft him, you're going to stash him on your IR spot most likely. But yeah, those are probably the top two centers you're going to get value from. Wenberg should be solid for them really early. Um, then you have Jordan Eberle, who should be their top scorer on the wing, obviously coming from New York Islanders. 
Um, I put Jonas Donskoy there just because both of the times, whether he was with the Sharks or the Avalanche, he was a solid point producer. Uh, he was owned a lot in fantasy as well. So those two wingers you can look at. And then for two other wingers, I listed Jared McCann and I listed Jaden Schwartz just because McCann was solid with Pittsburgh last year. He was a lot on a lot of fantasy rosters. And then Jaden Schwartz, he's a proven top scorer uh, when he was in St. Louis, even though he is on um, sort of the older side. Um, he, he's one of the older players on this team. But yeah, um, I guess in terms of an early look for the Seattle team, those are probably going to be the fantasy relevant guys. Obviously, there's going to be more guys that sort of um, carve out uh, higher roles for themselves. So this is a team where you really got to watch out for almost everybody uh, on their starting lineup. For sure. And uh, what, what do you think about their uh, defense? So I guess from what I've seen uh, in the past from these defensemen, I put Mark Giordano here just because he's probably going to be the top minutes guy for this team. He should still be able to score, get hits, that kind of thing. So I have him. I have Vince Dunn here just because he seems to have some offensive upside. Obviously, St. Louis had a lot of good defensemen ahead of him, so he didn't really get to realize that. So hopefully, St. Or hopefully Seattle will give him an opportunity. I'm mean, going to put Jamie Alexiak here just because he can get points. He can score. I mean, he'll get hits as well. So he's one of those category coverage guys that you might want to take a look at. He could even carve out a bigger role for himself on this team. So maybe those three defensemen are the guys you should be taking a look at for fantasy. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their goalies? Yeah, I guess with a solid defense core in front, their goalie should be really solid. I know Philip Grubauer was a goalie of the year nominee last year with Colorado. Obviously, it's going to be a downgrade most likely playing for Seattle, but their defense does look good. He should be able to keep them in games. He is going to be their main starter, so he should be drafted in the top 15 goalies most likely. Then Chris Drieger is one of those guys that was really solid for Florida last year. He could be a third goalie on your fantasy team, depending on the size of your league. So he is a guy that you can't take a look at. If he's on the waiver, he's a great guy for streams because he does seem to play really solid no matter the matchup. So I like both goalies in this situation. Sure. And uh, what do you think about the rookie situation? Yeah, I listed one main guy because it's really tough to project rookies for this team since they don't have a lot of prospects down their pipeline. Um, since they're such a, a young um, franchise. So I put Cole Lind here. They grabbed him in the expansion draft from the Vancouver Canucks. He's their top rookie, most likely. He's one of these guys that you really need to watch out for because if he cracks their top six forward group, he could be playing with guys like Jordan Eberle and Alex Wenberg, potentially in that kind of role. And then he'll be really uh, a great uh, player for fantasy. So um, if you have like a, a last pick in your draft, maybe take a flyer on him. And if he cracks the lineup, he could be really solid for you. For sure. But yeah, like you said, um, Seattle's a team that they can either overperform or underperform. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, and you don't know which players are going to play where because we've never seen line combinations for this team. We don't know um, how uh, Dave Hackstall, their coach, is going to sort of uh, carve out this uh, starting lineup because they have so many players um, that came from the expansion draft. They have more than enough to fill a lineup. So we don't know who's going to be in the lineup or not. Uh, we don't know who's going to get which role. So, yeah, it's really tough to project this team right now. For sure. And I guess we can move on to the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, what do you think about their forwards? Yeah, this is a very solid offensive team. You got uh, Elias Pedersen's going to be their top center. Um, he's as good as it gets for forwards from this team. 
He's a he's a, their top goal scorer. He's their top point scorer, most likely when he's healthy. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty much good for you know a, a top thirty forward off the board. Might even be closer to top twenty uh, when you're drafting. So you definitely want to take a look at him. Uh, Bo Horvat also really solid. Um, he might lead this team in goals depending on what Pedersen does, but he can score as well. He chips in on the power play quite a bit as well. So definitely look at him. Uh, JT Miller, I believe, was their leading scorer. If not this year, he was last year. Um, whether he plays center or on the wing, he's pretty much one of their more solid forwards. So you definitely want to draft him. Brock Besser is also a really good goal scorer. There's a lot of good goal scorers on this team. Connor Garland as well coming in that trade from Arizona. He should be in the top six in this lineup. Obviously, Tanner Pearson might find uh, his way into the top six as well. Um, Nils Hoaglander was really solid for them last year as well as a rookie this year. He's going to be in his second season. He could take that step forward. So there's a lot of forwards that will be fantasy relevant for this team. Um, probably the, the last three you might want to take a flyer on near the end of your draft, but the, the top four are as solid as it gets. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their defense? Yeah, I'll start with Quinn Hughes. He should be taken as probably a top 10 defenseman in fantasy. This guy can score. He'll get lots of points. Uh, he'll get lots of shots as well. The only thing that I kind of question is his plus minus as it was really bad last season. This team is improved though, and he should improve the plus minus a little bit. Will it get into the plus? I don't know, just because he's strictly offensive and not defensive. But in terms of point scoring, he's one of the best uh, defensemen in the league. Um, I put Tyler Myers um, just because he gets hits, he gets shots. He's probably going to play with Quinn Hughes as well. Um, so that top end exposure, um, he's, he's, he's just as solid as it gets for fantasy. Then I have Oliver Ekman Larson, who sort of struggled last year with Arizona, but he should bounce back playing with Vancouver, who is a high, higher scoring team. He's probably the second or third best defenseman on this team. So yeah, those are the three guys I'd be taking a look at for fantasy. And uh, what do you think about their goalie situation? Yeah, um, Thatcher Demko is a great goalie for them. He's uh, coming into, a, what is it, his second full season as the starter. Obviously, the team had a lot of injuries last year, but he was still really solid. I believe he might have even been injured for a part of that. So, um, yeah, I, or that might have been the whole COVID situation. I can't remember. But, yeah, Demko is really solid. He should be taken off the board, whether it's top 20 or whatever. He he should be a one, probably your second goalie, in my opinion, um, in standard 12-team leagues. Uh, and then I have uh, Yaroslav Halak as the backup. He just signed there from Boston. Um, he's always been a solid backup, even when he was in Boston or with the New York Islanders. So I expect him to be solid uh, with Vancouver as well. You could draft him as a third goalie. He might be there on the waiver and get probably some quality starts out of him. So yeah, both goalies should be really good this year. For sure. And uh, what do you think about the rookies? Yeah. So Vancouver is one of the top rookies coming in this year. Uh, Vasily Podkolzin uh, coming from the, uh, the Russian uh, KHL uh, league. Um, yeah. He's one of the favorites for rookie of the year, probably one of the top uh, 10 rookies uh, this year. He's pretty much getting drafted in every format. They're expecting him to have a great rookie season. I expect the same thing from him as well. Um, if you can get him near the end of your draft, you're getting a value on him, in my opinion. And he could be like Nils Holglander was last year or even better. So definitely take a look at him. And I put Jack Rathbone here. Uh, he's their 
top prospect defenseman. Uh, he jumped into a couple games last year, I think, but he really hasn't gotten his fair shake. If he gets in and he becomes a, a good scorer in this team, then maybe you might be able to pick him up for fantasy, but definitely keep an eye on that. For sure. And uh, I guess we'll move on to possibly the strongest uh, team in this division, um, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, what do you think about their forwards? Yeah, their forwards are pretty solid, honestly. Mark Stone, there's nothing more to say. He's just been really solid. Cover a lot of categories for you on the wing. Um, you got Max Pacioretty as well. He's their main goal scorer. He plays on the line with Mark Stone, so definitely the exposure is there. Uh, you have Jonathan Marchessault. He's another solid wing from this team. Should be owned in most leagues, I think. He's a pretty decent scorer. You have Riley Smith, who's, you know, he plays with Marchessault. He's not as efficient of a goal scorer, but he still is pretty solid. You have William Carlson, who's sort of the center for that line. He's probably the best center for this team. He can play on both ends of the ice. He plays on the power play for them. So you're getting exposure in different categories. So I like that. And then I put Chandler Stevenson here just because he has been the center for Pasciaretti and Mark Stone. Um, uh, unless they trade for someone better than that, he is going to be fantasy relevant just because he's playing with those top two forwards. So you're probably going to want to take a look at him. And I put Alex Tuck here. Obviously, he's going to start the season on the injured reserve. But when he's in the lineup, he scores, he gets hits, he gets shots. He does pretty much everything for fantasy. He'll even see power play time as well. So he's definitely another guy you want to look at. And uh, what do you think about their uh, defense? Yeah, looking at their defense, they have two of the best defensemen in the league. And for fantasy, both Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore should be taken among the top 15 defensemen overall in fantasy. Um, they're just as solid as it gets. I think um, Petrangelo is more of a category coverage defenseman, and Theodore is probably going to score more points just because he's younger and he has that more offensive upside. But both of them are going to be really solid. Plus, minus, they're going to be among the best in the league just because they play for Vegas. So, um, yeah, definitely you want to have at least one of them on your team, most likely. And I put Alec Martinez here just because even though um, he came from a, a sort of declining team in L.A., um, he was a big part of their two championships there. He comes to Vegas. He doesn't lose a beat. He's really solid. He's definitely the third best defenseman from this team in fantasy. So definitely take a look at him, too. For sure. And um, I guess a the, the little bit of a goalie change in Vegas. But I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, Robin Lehner, he's as solid as it gets. Um, him and Flurry had that goalie competition going. Obviously, Flurry came out as the better goalie, but Lehner's not that bad either. He's been a goalie of the year candidate before when he was in New York. Um, he was solid when he was in Ottawa in the past as well. Yeah, um, definitely you want to be drafting Lehner. Probably as a top five goalie in fantasy, to be honest. I mean, he's solid and he plays for the Golden Knights. So you're going to be reaping the benefits when you take him in fantasy. Uh, Lauren Persuas probably not going to get a lot of starts. If he does, it's going to be because of a laner injury. Um, uh, Laner's not usually injured a lot. Um, if it has to do with his mental health, he's gotten it under control. I feel like you're probably not going to see him on the injured reserve for that long. I think last year was sort of like a one-off. He's not injury prone. Uh, so I, I think I'd feel really safe uh, drafting Laner like really early. He'd be your top goalie for fantasy for sure. For sure. And uh, what do you think about their rookie situation? Yeah, they don't have a lot of rookies that are like high end in their pipeline, but Peyton Krebs is the main guy there. He's a center. If he sort of develops into that guy and if he can find his way to slot between Stone and, and Pasciaretti somehow on that top line, 
uh, you're getting a, a bonus from him. Hopefully he can crack the lineup permanently this coming season. And yeah, if he finds a way to be in that top six forward group, he's going to be really solid for fantasy. For sure. And I guess uh, since Vegas is like one of the strongest teams in this division, if not the whole league, um, there's a lot of solid players you can pick from. Yeah, honestly, take your pick with this team. You're not going to have bad plus minuses on this team. You're going to get a lot of power play production. You're going to get shots. Yeah, everyone's really solid on this team. For sure. And that about wraps up the fantasy preview portion of um, this week. And I guess we'll go into projected standings. So kind of like uh, last week, we'll go by three and by three. And I'll start with uh, my first three. And um, I guess my top three are Vegas, Edmonton, and Calgary. Um, Vegas, I feel like, is the clear number one. They've been one of the best teams in the entire league for a long time. And um, they're pretty much, you can pretty much project them to go really far in the, in the playoffs. They're a, a playoff-ready team. They've been a playoff-ready team since they've, they've been around. So uh, clear number one for me. Um, Edmonton, they're another um, really strong team. Um, they're another potential uh, playoff team. I know they didn't do as well as expected, but um, they have um, one of the best offenses um, in this division, in my opinion. So I put them at number two. Um, Calgary, I put Calgary at, I guess, third, mainly because of um, how well they did um, in their respective divisions um, last season. I feel like... Um, they were a little bit behind like Montreal in the, in the North division, but they kind of had a chance to kind of knock Montreal out of the playoffs. So um, yeah, I put them at number three and we'll go to you. Yeah. I also have Vegas at number one. I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, I think they're going into their fifth season as a team, their first four years as a team, they were in the final four. Um, I think three out of the four years, uh, the one season they were eliminated from the first round by the Sharks. But other than that, they're a team in the playoffs every year. They're contending every year. Um, they're pretty much like one or two pieces away from potentially winning a championship. So, um, yeah, this team, they're just really solid. I can't see them not finishing first unless they have a major injury. Um, I also put the Oilers at second. You mentioned it, top level scoring for this team. Hopefully the, the rest of their forward group will get deeper, like bottom six uh, forwards. Hopefully that gets a little bit deeper. Defense was a lot more solid last season, as well as uh, Mike Smith just needs to be really solid. If he's solid again, they're definitely the next best team in this division. Um, I actually put Vancouver at number three over Calgary. Um, I, I know Calgary, they are a pretty deep team, but I feel like Vancouver, they've gotten deeper as well. They had an injury riddled season last year. They had COVID happen, everything. Um, so it just sort of ruined their season, in my opinion. Uh, they were a, a strong playoff team the season before. They should be a strong team again, assuming they're healthy. Pedersen's back healthy. Um, they have a strong defense core with guys like Quinn Hughes and Ekman Larson. Um, their forward group is just getting deeper. We talked about Pod Colson coming in. We talked about all these forwards. They have so many solid forwards. Their bottom six is solid. Like this team, in my opinion, is really solid. They just had that a bad situation, but I feel like they can rebound. I feel like that that could put them as the third best team in this division. So yeah, those are my top three. For sure. And I guess I'll give my four, five, and six. So my fourth is Vancouver. My fifth is Seattle. And my sixth is LA. So I guess for um, Vancouver, they are um, deeper than 
uh, last year, but I guess I meant I went uh, mainly off of um, how they did in their uh, division in the regular season. They did have um, really rough regular season. Um, they weren't their team wasn't fully healthy, but at the same time, um, I guess even like a team like Ottawa was still able to kind of um, I guess clutch it out and not be last. So that kind kind of like. Um, raises a little bit of questions for me on like if Calgary and Vancouver end up having like a really tight race um, would Vancouver be able to clutch it out for the playoff spot or would Calgary be able to clutch it out for the playoff spot so I just put um, Vancouver at number four just because of that um, Seattle I put at fifth um, I feel like yeah, I, I don't want to like over project them and say like oh they're going to be the next Vegas but at the same time I think they have um, more potential than kind of the other teams that are um, rebuilding. So I, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team maybe just yet. They have a lot of potential, but um, I think until we see that potential, I feel like fifth is, fifth is kind of like the best spot for them. And um, I guess LA, they're kind of like a rebuilding team, but I don't think they're the weakest out of the rebuilding teams um, in the Pacific division. Yeah, um, I agree with you when you said Calgary and Vancouver is going to be a tight race. I, was, I have Calgary at fourth just because, yeah, if Vancouver is not the team that takes that next step, then it's going to probably be Calgary. They're pretty deep as well. Um, I mean, they have uh, Vancouver's former goalie and Jacob Markstrom. They have a good defense. Guys like Anderson, Tanev, we talked about Hannafin. We talked about others there, Valimaki and, and so on. So they do have good defensemen. Um, they have a solid forward group as well. They're sort of in that same realm as Vancouver. You know, they were in a tough division last year in the North. I know people said it was a soft division, but I think it was it was pretty tough. There's a lot of good teams that were there. Um, but yeah, they, they should take that next step, both of these teams. I sort of see Vancouver a little bit higher, but it could go either way. Um, for fifth, I have Seattle as well. I mean, they have solid goaltending. They have a solid defense. I guess in that sense, you got to just see if their forwards can sort of break out. If they do, then they can have a Vegas tight first season. If not, yeah, they're going to be in it pretty much every game, but they might not get that scoring. So I think fifth is probably a safe pick for them. So I have them fifth as well. Sixth, I have the Kings, the same as you, just because out of the three teams from California, they seem the most further ahead in their sort of rebuild. Um, they could take that next step this year, just depending on how everything goes, especially with the defense and the goaltending. I feel like the forward depth, it's getting there. Um, but we'll just have to see what the rest of the team. And then, yeah, I'll get it back to you. For sure. And I guess um, the last two, seven and eight, I put uh, San Jose and Anaheim. Um, they're both um, still rebuilding teams. Um, I guess I put San Jose ahead of Anaheim mainly because of both both of how they did um in the in the west division um last season i feel like um san jose is still um stronger even with how the off season went and i guess um anaheim it's gonna be a little bit tough for anaheim maybe they have a, a chance to i guess not be last but i guess just based on how they did last year i feel like they might end up still being last again yeah, I have the Sharks at 7th and Anaheim as 8th as well. And um, 
Uh, the thing is, I like Anaheim better as a whole team. The only problem is I can't get behind their scoring. They just can't seem to score as well. I feel like if the Sharks need a goal to win a game, they'll get it with their forward group and their scoring defensemen. I feel like with Anaheim, that might not be the case. They're going to be losing a lot of two-to-one games, three-to-one, that kind of thing, just because they can't score. They might get shut out a lot as well. The Sharks might be higher scoring games. Um, they might have a chance to, you know, take it to overtime, get those extra points. That's the only reason. Obviously, the goaltending is better for Anaheim, but I feel like just the scoring as a whole, you're getting it better uh, from the Sharks. And uh, if the Sharks, you know, they if they strike gold with their goaltending, maybe their defense improves, they could be even close to a playoff team. So I feel like in terms of which team has a better chance to maybe get close to the playoffs, I feel like it's the Sharks between the two teams. For sure. And I guess that's about the end of the projected standing. So uh, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, the Pacific Division, everyone says it's the weakest division in the league. There are a lot of rebuilding teams in it. There's two newer teams, obviously, in Vegas and Seattle. And then there's the the, the three Canadian teams in there, you know, the, the Oilers, the Flames, and, and the Canucks. So it's an interesting division. Hopefully the Canucks and the Flames can sort of strengthen this division if they have really good years. I know everyone's saying, well, the two wildcard spots are going to be filled with central division teams because of how strong that division is. That might be the case, but maybe one of these teams might surprise. Maybe Seattle might surprise. Who knows? But yeah, it's going to be an interesting year for this division. Yeah, I feel like this division might be um, a little bit overlooked, especially because um, on paper, the most of the teams are weaker than maybe like the other divisions, like central division, metro division. But I feel like um, this could be another like opportunity to um, take a next step, especially for like Vancouver or for Calgary, um, especially because they didn't have chances to play against other teams in the league. They were basically playing against North teams the whole time. So um, they might be able to have better matchups against, um, I guess, teams outside of their respective divisions. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you had Calgary in third. I had Vancouver in third. I've seen people have Seattle in third. I've seen people have the Kings in third. I've seen even people having the Sharks in third. So people think that any one of these teams can be competitive this year. So um, I guess outside of the Anaheim Ducks, uh, and most of these other teams should have a chance of, you know, maybe getting into a playoff spot just depending on circumstances. So it will be an interesting division to watch. Yeah, I feel like a lot of divisions, um, they have like um, a few spots that, you could argue that they're interchangeable and uh, the Pacific division is not an exception to that. I feel like other than Vegas being first and Anaheim being eighth, um, there isn't really too many guarantees. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a surprise team from this division for sure. We're just going to find out which team it is. Yeah, and uh, that about wraps up um, this week for everything NHL. If you liked what you watched, um, you can subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, leave a like, uh, leave a review, um, give us your thoughts on the Pacific Division, what players do you like, who do you think is going to be uh, one to eighth, and uh, if you liked uh, listening, you can um, follow us on Spotify, and you can also follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts. If you need some sports picks, uh, follow us at FanFanPodcast on both Twitter and Instagram, and we'll see you guys next week.